Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. That is like peak, like one step short of actual warfare in the streets level of societal stress has to be the stress that comes down when the government gets in your face in the form of your kids. Yeah, I mean, there's no more critical thing to a, to a person, right? Like, yeah. it's something... They can threaten a lot of things in your life. They can take your house. They can take your car mm-hmm. uh, for various different violations, quote-unquote, of their stupid codes and statutes and mm-hmm. all that. But those are just things. Those can be replaced. Yeah. That, that's, you know, not the end of the world. You will likely have a car again and likely a roof under which to sleep at some point. But... There's only one kid, right? Like, there's only, they're all original. They're all mm-hmm. unique. And once they're in the state's clutches. And you, you made them. Well, yeah. You might get them back if you pay enough money and hire the right attorneys or whatever it takes to, to fight them. But they've still then been directly in the state's clutches for however many months or years that it takes to, to go through that process. And who knows what kind of damage uh, is being done to them mentally. Or with, physically. Well, that there's that too. Yeah, certainly there have been a lot of examples of foster parents abusing kids and not just the foster parents, but the bureaucrats working within the, the DCYF system yep. in many cases have shown to be mm-hmm. perverts, uh, abusers, molesters, that kind of thing. We got into it at Porkfest last year and uh, with some Bitcoin maximalists who were barking uh, across the way. They had the campsite across from us. It was, oh, uh, I saw the, the debate, quote unquote, yeah, video gosh, from that. Tone tone vase and uh, <laughs> and uh, some guy that was and with another him. guy yeah, yeah and, and you know and it, it came up you know the question was have you ever had a Bitcoin transaction like have you ever bought anything for Bitcoin seems like such a basic question yeah. that anyone who is into cryptocurrency should be able to say yes to and yes more than one time but no well well no but. <laughs> So you're saying you know, that was their answer. That was their answer. Yeah. So so how can get how can you uh, you know as people who do use Bitcoin for transactions, I could tell you it's slow. It might not go through or uh, expensive. These days it goes and, yeah, whatever. If the if the market starts to get a little crunched again, it's going to just choke again. That could be. For so sure. you know th- this is this is a problem. It's endemic to to Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency. It's a Standard bearer, we all thank it for its time and putting in the effort in the early right. days, but there's it's time to retire the Model T and come out with a new <laughs> model now. Here's a story from the Wall Street Journal. Miami is the first U.S. city to earn revenue from a city-branded cryptocurrency project, getting about $5.25 million worth out of the launch of Miami Coin. Buyers of the digital token have had a rockier experience. Miami Coin's value has fallen by half since it's made its debut last summer. The mining of municipal-linked coins is an early experiment blending the chronically cash-strapped bureaucracy of local governments with the cash-flush world of crypto. Proponents such as the Miami mayor, Francis Suarez, who's sort of trying to portray himself as this crypto-friendly mayor. Uh, He's spoken at the Bitcoin conference in Miami. He's sort of trying to dub Miami as this uh, crypto city basically they just revealed a new bull i don't know if you heard about this we talked about it last night on the show like you know how they have the bull in wall street mm-hmm. the bull sculpture now they have a bull sculpture that's much more kind of 
neo, if you will, like very kind of modern, robotic looking. I wonder what scary. that could cost to taxpayers of Miami. Well, that's a good question. Is I, it bronze? I suspect it was sponsored. I based on the photos I've seen, I think there was some sort of a sponsorship indicated there. But it is. I don't know what it's made out of. That's really swinging for the fences as far as marketing goes. Yeah, and you know, we did cover last night that Miami doesn't seem to have Jack Diddley as far as businesses, at least restaurants, where you can spend cryptocurrency. The conference for crypto early on was the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yes. Where where, you know, a lot of us are gonna be going hopefully this June, although I've heard it's pretty much sold out at this point. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, might be good, out of luck. Good luck. Check porkfest.com, uh, P O R C F E S T dot com for, for more information about that. I've heard they've actually sold over the amount of tickets so they're like sort of selling over the amount that they've so they could cut this thing off at any time um but there were a lot of early adopters of bitcoin that went to the porcupine freedom festival because it was a very libertarian concept in the early days arguably satoshi nakamoto the creator of bitcoin whoever he or she or they uh happens to be that that person Seems pretty libertarian in, Completely. in their writings. They, they they founded Bitcoin for all the right reasons. But now the money people are getting in. And the money people don't care about liberty, a lot of them. They just want to make money. And, and generally, in my opinion, they don't have to. They don't really... You mean they already have money? Is that what you mean? No, they don't have to care about liberty because mm-hmm. I think their exercising crypto in and of itself is going to have liberty liberty repercussions. Well, I see where you're coming from there, but this gives an example of what has happened. It has sort of, and I'm not saying this is bad per se, it's sort of inevitable, right? Libertarians aren't enough to carry a a huge market. We're a very small segment of society, so if we want something to succeed, it has to grow. It has to go into areas and uh, attract people who aren't like us. Is this code Ethereum? No. Oh. No, it's it's actually riding on the Bitcoin blockchain somehow. And I don't know, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know exactly the tech behind how that's working. Uh, The mining creation of or creation of digital coins named after Miami and New York began last year. The CityCoins website encourages visitors to vote on which city they think should come next. I know they were talking about Austin, for instance, which you'd you'd figure that would be one of them. Uh, They... The cities have no role in the projects beyond agreeing to accept donations set aside during the mining process. So I do like that aspect of this in that this isn't actually being run by the city of Miami or the city of New York. So that's good. You don't have the politicians' hands directly on the project, but obviously they're still looking to curry favor with politicians. So it's still an icky thing. Now, to Miami's credit... They did say at one point, I don't know whether they honored this promise, they made some sort of statement about that this would result in some kind of a tax credit for for property owners. And I don't know if they actually followed through with that. Because if that were true, then it would be hard to oppose this, right? Like if if it were true that they gave people a tax break because they got $5 million in through this city coins thing, and so they lowered the remainder of their taxes by five million dollars then to me that's that seems like a smart thing that's like cool at least one miami area retailer is willing to accept the city branded cryptocurrency advanced impact glass systems a 15 year old family business that sells hurricane windows but while the company has been advertising its willingness to accept miami coin along with stx and bitcoin even painting digital currency symbols on the side of its warehouse facing a busy highway Customers remain uninterested. Quote, as far as people using it, said the project manager, we have yet to see that. So I wonder if that place has gotten paid in Bitcoin, though, the glass place. 
Uh, I suspect he was referring to all of the above, okay. but that's that is not clear with this. But the fact is, Miami isn't the crypto city that they want you to believe that it is or that maybe they just want to build it into but as of right now despite all of the crypto people that fly in once a year to go to a crypto or a bitcoin i should say bitcoin conference it's crypto not allowed only bitcoin uh that uh, for for all the people that spend a few days a week or a few days uh, a year in miami that are for crypto that's not enough to encourage a business to start accepting bitcoin you know, to have people amble in one time a year is just generally not going to cut it. Right. You've got to have a, you've got to have like a community of people that are interested in spending the cryptocurrency. And the fact is, these Bitcoin maximalists are just not interested in that. You used to uh, to offer people a significant discount if they paid you in cryptocurrency as opposed to the U.S. dollar. How's that turned out for you? I know you've been doing it for the last couple years at least if not longer Uh, what percentage i'll give you uh, if you can say i can say how it turned out for me Mm -hmm. so two years ago you know you guys i i uh you know my daughter cypress was born yep and uh sitting in a you know hospital watching some tv i don't have a tv at my house i haven't had a tv you know since i moved to my parents house basically yeah me neither and so it's like whatever cnn or fox or something and you know we were in there for a few days wife had to have a siege section <clears throat> and so i'm sort of you know watching these you know this is a right you know february 2020 and uh, right before the scamdemic <clears throat> and so uh shortly after that i spent um i cashed up some of my cryptocurrency i bought 250 piglets i bought um you know a whole bunch of uh you know my infrastructure to sort of deal with them and pay guys to help me Cut down trees and clear land and put up, put up fence mm-hmm. and, you know, feed these piglets. And then I, you know, sold them on Craigslist uh, to for and, 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 I, and it was a hundred dollars if you paid me uh, cryptocurrency, bullion or bullets. So, Jay, you've been targeted by the DCYF people not once but twice. That's correct. There were some allegations about your wife using marijuana at some point, and they started an investigation over that. I don't know. Was that last year? I think, that was six point? months ago when my son was born. Yeah, and they uh, they started that. That seemed to kind of blow over uh, relatively quickly. You didn't give them any, any, uh, any rope, right? No, There's no. A- I, I said to them, uh, hey, I... You know, you guys uh, leave me alone, mind your own business, and uh, I'm not interested in, I, I said, I reject your offer to contract with me. Mm, they wanted and, to talk to you, I presume. Right. Well, what they wanted to do was come look in the house and, mm. you know, I, I don't, they wanted to like, oh, they were, they, they, they wanted to make sure my wife didn't breastfeed and they wanted to, and they sent us this information about, you know, breastfeeding and THC and whatnot. And um, what a bizarre world we live in right now. Right. I mean, first off, so I'm like, where's the evidence that THC has, you know, any damaging effects? And we all know there's all kinds of studies where it shows that, you know, it has a lot of medicinal benefits. But the government, because the government has a protectionism racket for, you know, they're providing for big pharma and, you know, and, and big oil. I mean, mm-hmm. the only reason, you know, cannabis is illegal is because uh, basically Henry Ford was like, well, wow, we can use this in our in, in, in our Model T Ford. And we don't need to use Rockefeller's petroleum. And, and then uh, and that was after they uh, got rid of uh, alcohol because Henry Ford actually the original Ford tractors and cars ran on alcohol. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. So Ms. McIntyre ordered some armed people to go to your house and try to intimidate their way into your home that didn't work so last week the 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 social workers are not armed but the cops who showed up were the cops who showed up were mm-hmm. are very much um on my side in this particular situation now that of course I'm skeptical of because yep. it's hard to believe the police are going to take the side of someone who's not one of their own bureaucrats but these people don't always work directly together they uh, the city they're like you described it as city people right like you said the the uh, people from DCYF were city, city dwellers urban, city urban liberal types mm-hmm. city urban liberal Types. Right. Yes. One of them looked like she was, you know, straight out of uh, the ca- central casting for Butch Dyke lesbian. Yeah. So, so it could also be stated as city urban nonsense types. Sure. I like city <laughs> urban. Uh, Tim Pool's the one who, I who, that one. who, who, who got. Oh, uh, who, who 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 uses that term, and, uh-huh. and, and we refer to it as an acronym: city urban yeah. liberal type for cult. Oh, okay. because the uh, you know it is essentially so government is essentially a cult. But what what is happening? Yeah, uh, and, and, and is is it is totally a cult? Is, it is uh, totally a hundred percent. We are in the midst of a multi generational culture war. You know, most politicians aren't really concerned about you know serving serving the people. They you know their concern is to get reelected. Right. That's um, why I was so proud of the 13 reps that voted for, in, uh, but not for independence, but for allowing the people in New Hampshire to vote on independence. Only 13 out of uh, 400 reps voted for this. And it was 323 to 13. So we need more people with the courage to actually put their integrity. convictions on the, yeah, put their convictions on the line. So, so thinking, st- uh, I'll digress a little bit. So let me throw this out there with uh, respect to an election that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Every two um, years, the whole uh, state gets reelected. The, yep. There's a, a great idea to make signs. So you make yard signs that have an arrow on them, and it says, um, voted to mask your children, I've been seeing up. And so what you do is you put it right next to whoever was a politician that Ooh. voted to mask your children. Okay. So okay. so so my property, I have about 1,300 foot of road frontage on that you know State Route 114. Yep. It's, it's not a really busy road, but it's, it's, it's pretty trafficy in, in the morning and in, and in the evening. And um, so, well, I'm going to make like a corral of all of the uh, political signs of all the like locals that are in Hillsborough County and Merrimack County because I'm right on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where is in Hillsborough County? Uh, Concord is on Merrimack County. So we'll do all the Concord. I mean, all the um, local Dunbarton and pretty much everybody would drive by. So Dunbarton, Deering, Henniker. So I was going to bring up the magnetic levitation trains. And so they're, uh, these you are love actually, good choo-choo. Well, they, <laughs> the thing is that they have these in Europe and in Japan uh-huh. for many decades. So, and we don't have them here in the U.S. And they're very em- environmental. 
So it's magnetic. And then when I run the electric current through um, the train, it actually is suspended mm-hmm. for one one inch. That's why they call it a levitation train. So it has no friction, so that it could it could travel up to like a hundred miles per hour. It goes very very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so sounds like I'm cool sure technology. That, what about it? Okay, so my whole point is that you know we need to bring this to America. We who. I mean, the environmentalists, the, you know, the people like myself that want clean energy, this is definitely a clean energy train. The, they've tried bringing so they, these, these technologies to America. So what happened in California, and I believe I heard it on Free Talk Live. I don't know where I heard it. And, you know, I'm just recalling this from years ago. So there was some, like, um, thing where they spent, like, $50 million. Um, they had a budget of $50 million to build this, you know, phase of, you know, like, trenching out the you know the ground and setting it all up to put this track in and they get like i don't know 10 percent like way through the project and the money is just all like dried up gone you are acknowledging that the government is not the right way to implement this program right like you know they're going to waste money you know they're going to screw things up right yeah i mean but what what are my I mean, what are my hopes of uh, raising funds that time, like billions of dollars to make this happen? When you got the petroleum oil oil companies, they're the one that's big deals. Uh, I mean, they're the one that's fighting. So because this, you don't believe in yourself, you want to turn to the state, even though you know that they're going to throw money down a rat hole, set it on fire, give it to all their buddies. Uh, you still You still believe in them, even though you already acknowledge that they are terrible at this. Right, and also okay. part of it is that petroleum oil That's not a surprise. That's a, yeah, a, a You that's knew a your $500 was going to be safe. Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I, I could have told her $50,000 and she still would have beat her on the bridge. You know, Sarah, if you form a corporation, which I know you hate as a communist, but if you form a, cor- a corporation, you can raise the money you need from people like me who are interested in seeing something like that happen. If people are interested, yeah, the money is there. If that's what people actually want, they'll put money into it and yep. it will happen. So as you guys know, I started uh, Man Camp. <clears throat> that's because, right. At the which is great, by the way. It was a feature of the Pork Fest and the Fork Fest, I believe, for yep. a couple of years. And um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It cost me a lot of money to do. Um, you know, I, I bought a lot of stuff. It was just, you know, a lot of work and it you know didn't make any money. Um, so but it now, was about teaching kids how to get their hands dirty. It right? was basically man camp is my idea to um, to build confidence in kids by letting them essentially take a piece of iron and make something useful out of it. Mm. So one of the projects that we so it's basically forging, blacksmithing and uh, welding. So I've had um, uh, a whole bunch of imagine a six year old taking a piece of steel, putting it in a coal forge, getting it pink, cherry pink, and putting on an anvil and just, you know, banging it with a hammer. And, you know, about 20, 30, 40 minutes later, he's got himself a little coat hook. So one of the projects we would do with six-year-olds is they would make about four or five coat hooks, and that's like uh, about all the attention. Well, make about three coat hooks. Most of them have all, that's the attention's all gone, but a couple of them make four or five. So I had six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 25-year-olds, college graduates. Uh, basically, I've taught them, you know, so you guys know those um, horseshoe coat racks I make? Yep. I weld mm-hmm. horseshoes together. So like a lot of, a bunch of kids did that. A bunch of guys did that. 
what's happening is most kids are using the internet devices essentially as pacifiers because their parents are lazy and don't want to like you know babysit them or in academia for that matter where it's almost all book reading right like your book learning and and that too so when you can so it this builds this builds major confidence in these kids and they feel good about themselselves And they're like, and, and it gives them an understanding of like when they walk into it, like the one kid, he sees like this metal art thing in Walmart and it was like $4. Hmm. He says to his dad and his dad's like sending me text messages. This is going on. Cause he's just like, he's like, how can that be $4? That's got it. That would take me like at man camp, like a whole day to manufacture. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, it comes from China and, it's, and they use slaves to, you know, make this, and, you know, like Hobby Lobby's full of this cheap cast iron art and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, garbage, you know, mass, you know, produced by slaves and Uyghur Muslims that are going to later be harvested for their organs, you know, um, in, in China. It's, it's, you know, Luke Radowski talks about this a real lot uh, with, with the situation going on over there. So it sort of it sort of brings a reality into the world for kids because most kids grow up, you know, getting these entitlements from like Christmas and birthday and and, you know, whatever. They don't understand the value of things because they don't create. They don't build. And then they're, you know, sent to a public school and then they go to a college and then all of a sudden they're done with college. Their brains develop it all developed and they're adults. And yet they've never engaged in any critical thinking whatsoever. Mm. Do you know how many people I know that are like. They just took all their money out of the bank over this you know, trucker, trucker thing. You know, when you got the, uh, what was there? I know was, some people closed their TD accounts, their a, TD a, bank a, accounts. I know a lot of people did that. They took money out of the bank. And I'm like, and I've been telling everybody, you know, <clears throat> I actually wrote a thing uh, the other day in, in a local group chat, uh, a signal chat uh, that uh, some people from, you know, Ware and Henniker chat in. And it's all, you know, a lot of it, we've been recruiting into these signal groups, essentially, locally, and getting on signal are just, um, you know, my neighbors, and they literally have the same values as me. Mm. Uh, they, they they moved to New Hampshire because it was, you know, less, you know, a lot of people moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire because of the income tax and because they were sick of the, the mass holes. They were sick mm-hmm. of, um, you know, the... The encroachment on on their freedoms, the the critical race theory in the schools, the uh, the fact that you know they're you're teaching their kids, you, the kids are being taught to dislike to, to hate themselves. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, my daughter comes home and she, you know, she wants me to call her um, George now or something. You know, <laughs> and and I'm like, well, dude, you send your kid to you know you know Caesar's schools. Don't 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 be upset don't be when surprised. they come home acting like a Roman. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, uh, you know, uh, in that group, I kind of explained like the economy is basically like the Titanic. In 2008, I was in the hay business and I had like $50,000 in accounts receivables because I had customers that paid me like, you know, quarterly. I had customers that paid me annually. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and there was like 50, 50 grand that I was owed and basically about 40 of it. I just never recovered. And, and, you know, like that backhoe I got, it was one of those deals Mm. that I was owed a bunch of money and a guy gave it to me. He owed me like 7,500 bucks, Mm -hmm. you know, sit up in my place. Um, and I write, uh, that I, I am so glad I am not on a Titanic, the Titanic this time around. I do not have any money owed to me, and uh, my 25- and 20-year-old trucks are paid off. It's uh, a good feeling. I have been telling everybody uh, for years to practice barter, trade, using crypto, and practice not using bank accounts or credit cards for decades uh, on now. And if anybody has money in the bank, they are foolish. If mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, And if your financial assets are in fiat, you are foolish. 
I am probably preaching to the choir here, but if anyone has questions and want to know how to protect themselves, uh, I can help you out. And then I just yeah. got a whole bunch of like, oh, you know, like, you know, people. And I'm like, well, I just refer them to the libertyadvisor.com and bitcoin.com. And, you know, because I'm just sort of busy. But there's sure. a lot of people freaking out right now. You know, I just brought, I just went and bought a bunch of cows the other, uh, you know, that I bought like three weeks ago. I had to go pick them up because I had to come off the pasture and there's another screw up with this whole thing because we were supposed to build a pasture last week for these cows and now I had to send them to another farm, which is another thing that's really got me pissed off. And, you know, it's going to be part of this lawsuit that I'm going to require $50,000 an hour for my time that basically the state screwing me up with. But anyways, when I drove to Massachusetts, it looked like 2008 all over again uh, the other day. Because you mean as I, far as like the recession? As far as there is just for sale signs for properties, for houses, really, just everywhere, uh, cars, trucks, excavators, bulldozers. I saw two bulldozers. I stopped and looked at an excavator. I got a friend looking to buy one. It wasn't really the right thing. You think people, are, they need money and that's why I, they're selling? I, I think the money is really starting to evaporate. I have a lot of experience with DCYF, especially in New Hampshire, um, which has been overall horrible as oh, an advocate. Um, but this is what our community does. We help each other in the things that we're good at. Um, so, Jay, do you still have your beautiful children? Well, they are in hiding right now. But, yes, they are in a safe good. place. So, well, good. it's it's a little um, sad. You know, um, Cypress is, uh, you know, she wants her daddy and she wants to work with her daddy. And, you know, um, pretty much the, you know, a, a typical morning in my house is about, um, you know, I'm I'm usually up somewhere between five thirty and you know maybe seven thirty, depending on what's going on. And a lot of times, then now that the sun's up earlier. I just get up, mm. and um, <clears throat> you know, and then Cypress uh, sh- sh- is shortly up after I'm up, and sh- first thing she's doing, she's still in her jammies, and she runs over and she grabs her little muck boots and she puts them on, and then she brings my muck boots over because you know. We have a lot of mud, and we wear muck boots pretty much every day. And uh, she says, "Daddy work, daddy work, <laughs> slave and, driver." And, 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 oh, she's getting me out of the house, and she's like, we, "She goes, she's like, uh, we feed the onks and onks and 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 the and 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 uh, and you know the moose." And what is the culture of these people who want these kids that are that are you know? sterile people like what what's the culture of them do you have any idea um basically just they're in the foster system they're fostering children so that they can take the children away from their natural parents but the, is the and, culture of these people like you know are they the kind of people who are going to you know make a donation to black lives matter or are they the kind of people that are going to like um carry a gun you know uh, around with them in new hampshire i'd say the form probably the former <laughs> Okay. If I had to guess. So we <laughs> talked really briefly talk about, about DCYF and the idea of, well, why can't state representatives propose to just abolish them completely? And and you mentioned, you know, they don't have the political will to uh, to do it. They're afraid about getting reelected. But what if the proposal were made? The, uh, the Of course, the, the big objection is going to come up and they're going to say, OK, well, yeah, there's problems with DCYF. Of course, we can acknowledge there's problems with it. But what about the abusive situations? That's what we really have them there for us to go into the abusive homes, to get kids out of abusive homes where they're being beaten, they're being starved and to put them in the hands of people that can take better care of them. How, how do you address that? How do we get rid of DCYF and then address the abusive homes ob- objection? Stop using it. Stop giving it life. I, yeah, I'm not sure I have a good answer for that. 
You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.